Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show, we're going to be covering NXT from 720 and NXT UK from 722. So let's jump into the action, get in the ring, and let's see what's going on on NXT. NXT, of course, opens with a video package of what happened with Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe last week. Now, for those of you who might have missed my podcast last week, Samoa Joe was the special guest referee for Johnny Gargano's and Karrion Cross's match for the NXT title. Karrion Cross did retain that title, but after the match, because Joe kept getting involved in the match so much and kept basically provoking Karrion, Karrion literally cross-jacketed Joe out, leading up to this. Which leads up to Joe standing in the ring calling out Karrion Cross. We all knew Joe was going to do this. We knew it was going to happen. We were expecting it because of what happened last week. We knew it. And he says to Cross, <clears throat> Tick-tock, tick-tock, Cross, guess who smashed your clock? <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Pardon me for a second. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Kind of had a tickle in my throat. But anyways, he tells him, Tick-tock, tick-tock, Cross, guess clock. For those of you who didn't understand earlier what I said. Because of a hacky hack. But uh, Regal comes down. Because Regal basically does not want a fight ensuing between Karrion and Samoa Joe. He wants this to end peacefully. He's desperately trying to make sure this ends peacefully and calmly. And he comes down to the ring and he tells Samoa Joe. This is not what I had in mind when I brought you back. You just can't come out here and start calling out superstars. And he tells him, Regal, I can. Because... Of the agreement we have. And everyone remembers the agreement. Don't touch anyone unless provoked. And I would consider what he did last week being provoked. Regal nods of course agreeing. And then he tells him Cross put his hands on Samoa Joe the referee. Not Samoa Joe the competitor. Samoa Joe responds it's all sedimentary. It's all whatever. Cross is out of control Regal and you know this. Just look at him running off to Raw without telling anybody. Running around here like he owns the place. And he needs to be put down. And guess what? I'm the man to do it. Regal stops him and tells him, Look, Cross is on its way here, Joe. And Joe, we will sort this out peacefully without a fight. Joe goes, With all due respect, I respect you, Regal. I do. But I can't promise that there won't be any violence tonight. What I can promise is there will. this will end tonight, not peacefully. Somebody's going to sleep, I promise. This fight between Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe is getting good. It's getting real good. We are seeing the side of Joe we haven't seen since he was a competitor. So you can imagine how excited I am about this. What's going to happen? Can Regal keep it peaceful? Who knows what's going to happen with this? Well, of course, then we see Zia Lee. She's cutting a promo about what she will do to what the others couldn't do. She'll become NXT's first Chinese women's champion tonight. Kind of hoping Zia. I've seen what Zia can do. I know what Zia is capable of. Can she take on Raquel Gonzalez? Yes, she can. I'm excited to see what she's going to have. Because like I said, Raquel doesn't realize what she's getting into. Zaya never comes alone. And 
Yes, Raquel doesn't either. She comes with Dakota Kai. But you got to think. Dakota is outnumbered by two. By two. You got Boa, and then you got Mi Ying. It's not going to be pretty what happens. It's just not. And I think that maybe Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai might have been off more than they could chew. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because I, I love Raquel Gonzalez. I do. But I also love Zia Lee. She's on fire right now, and I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen. Well, Diamond Mine make it away to the ring. But before they can even make it to the ring, now we know what's been going on with Diamond Mine. We know that Roderick Strong is in Diamond Mine and he's really on a tirade here. And before he can even make it to the ring and get out there, Fish and Koshida attack them from behind. They drag Roderick Strong down to the ring and start beating him up. Rush tries to help but gets knocked off the apron. And then they toss Strong over the ring ropes on top of the rest of the members of Diamond Mine, including their manager. Which leads us to Diamond Mine versus Bobby Fish and Koshida. Russ and Roderick Strong are representing Diamond Mine. Guys, this is an incredible, incredible faction. I love them. I absolutely think they're great. Michael Bivens has done a fantastic job with this group. They're incredible. On the other hand, I also love Bobby Fish and Kushida. Fish is on fire, and to see Fish come back and see him go after Roddy speaks volumes. It speaks volumes as to how angry Fish is. He is angry. Absolutely angry. And you can only imagine how more angry he is seeing Roddy go to another faction, basically disrespecting the faction he was in for so long on Disputed Era. You can only imagine how Fish feels. It's an incredible match. Two, I mean, four of the best competitors in a ring. It's an incredible match, guys. Absolutely fantastic match. And it does, of course, end with Bobby Fish and Koshida getting the win. Happy to see those two win. Happy to see them get this. I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. Well, backstage earlier today, we see Cameron Grimes driving L.A. Knight to the arena. This Cameron Grimes L.A. Knight thing is absolutely hilarious. I'm loving it. I'm loving the story. L.A. Knight keeps complaining about how long it's taking for Cameron Grimes to get to the arena. Cameron Grimes just shrugs it off. Eh, hey, who cares? They get out, and he tells Grimes to go get their bags out of the back. Grimes goes over there, and when he opens up the trunk, of course there's a ton of bags. More than Cameron Grimes can carry. It's brutally obvious he can't carry them all, but he tries. Well, Drake Maverick sees him struggling and walks up and says, Hey! I offer to lend you a hand. I'll help you with the bags. We'll help you carry them in. No problem. I don't mind carrying them in. L.A. Knight sees us and shoves Drake Maverick back. Tell him, get away. Uh-uh. Go get your permission slip signed and meet me in the ring tonight. You and I are going to have a fight. Really, L.A. Knight? You're going to stoop to that level? That's where you're going to go? I mean, all he's trying to do is help Cameron Grimes. Are you kidding me? Okay, then. Whatever. So then we get J.C. Janey versus Frankie Monet with Jesse, Jesse Kamea and Robert Stone. Why is Frankie Monet with Robert Stone and Jesse Kamea? Makes no sense to me. Frankie Monet, we know how good she is. I mean, she used to be an impact. We know how good she is as Valkyrie. We know how good she can be. And to put her in this kind of bugs me. It bugs me, especially to put her with Robert Stone and Jesse Kamea. That's kind of a disrespect. That's a slap in the face to a really good in-ring competitor. 
But they're having a match. It's an incredible match. It's a great match. Frankie Monet is really showcasing what she really can do. They're actually letting her show what she can do. But during the match, Frankie Monet happens to look over the commentator's desk and Mandy Rose is laying across the commentator's desk watching this match. Basically trying to cause a distraction with Frankie Monet. Doesn't, doesn't bother Frankie at all. Frankie keeps going. Incredible match. Frankie ends up winning the match. It's a great match. It really is. It really, they're really starting to showcase what Frankie can do. But really, I don't think Frankie Monet needs Robert Stone. I don't think she does. I don't think she needs Jesse Kamea. She's good on her own. She really is, and she doesn't need either one of them to do what she can do. So, of course, later on, we see The Way being interviewed. Johnny Gargano tells them this hasn't been his best week. All of a sudden, Kyle appears out of nowhere, Kyle O'Reilly, and says in his funny way that he always does, Austin Theory spoke ill of me, and I'm in the mood to fight. Austin Theory's looking at him like, I didn't disrespect you. What the heck are you talking about? Whoa, what? Austin Theory goes, okay, 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 okay. You're on. We'll have a fight tonight. I'm all for it. Let's do it. You, you want to disrespect me? I, okay, we'll do it. So Kyle O'Reilly walks off. Theory's so excited because he's going to get a fight tonight and he's talking to Johnny and he's all hyped up and excited and Johnny looks at him and goes Theory you're on your own I'm not helping you and walks off what is going on with the way right now it seems like literally the way is falling apart at the seams you can see it it's obviously you can see the cracks in the foundation it's coming what in the world is happening here could we see you know, the way this is basically fall apart, and can we see Johnny Gargano literally split from the rest of them? I, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm baffled and stumped. But to leave Austin Theory in a match with Kyle O'Reilly by himself, that I never saw coming. So it's going to be interesting to see if Johnny keeps his word that he's not going to be there, or if Johnny shows up and helps Austin Theory. It's going to be interesting to see. So Wade Barrett, he's sitting down and having an interview with Bronson Reed. And he asks him, how did he feel about losing the North American title? Reed responds to him, it was hard. Not just for me, but my friends and my family. It was a combination of 14 years of hard work, and it ended in an instant. In an instant. But I don't dwell on it. I try not to think about it. I try not to be concerned about it. Move forward. Wade then asks him about him facing Adam Cole next week. And he responds, I want to face the very best that, there, that NXT has to offer. That's what I want to face. And that's why I chose Cole, because that's exactly what Cole is. He's one of the best in NXT right now. That's why I'm choosing to face him. Last week, he came out and ran his mouth, and I got tired of hearing it, so I ran out there and shut him up. And next week, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to shut him up. This match is going to be interesting between Adam Cole and Bronson Reed. It's going to be an interesting fight. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see that Bronson Reed really wants to face the best there is to offer an NXT. And I'm excited that he chose Adam Cole. <laughs> to me, that, excuse me, to me, that's a great match. That's a fantastic matchup. It's going to be incredible. And I, I to me, if I was Adam Cole, I would be honored to hear that. Bronson Reed considers me one of the best in NXT. 
and that he wants to face me. To me, that would be an honor to me to be able to you know have that kind of you know ab- someone to have that kind of admiration for me. To me, that 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 that's very special. And this is going to be a very interesting match. It's going to be a very special match between these two. I just foresee it being a seriously great match. So then we move on to Kyle O'Reilly versus Austin Theory. Now I told you guys I wasn't sure how this match was going to be. I thought it'd be a great one. After what Gargano said, I wasn't sure whether Gargano would keep his word or whether we would see Gargano in the match. It was an incredible match. That's all I'm going to say. It was a heck of a hard-fought match between two good competitors who basically were not were standing their ground and weren't going to give each other an inch. Kyle O'Reilly, of course, did win that match. Johnny Gargano did not come out to help Austin Theory. We didn't even see Johnny Gargano. It was an incredible match that I could honestly say I'm proud to see Austin Theory getting a push like that. I like it. It's incredible. Great match. Go check it out on social media. It's fantastic. So Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai are being interviewed backstage. They're asking Raquel about everything that's been going on involving Zia Lee and everything. And she says everyone has been saying the same as Zia Lee. And how they are the one to take this title off of me. But they failed time and time again. Dakota pipes in and says Zaya stole her spotlight last week. And tonight Raquel will make her pay. Raquel goes, I'm not afraid of Zaya's kicks. I'm not afraid of Boa. I'm not afraid of the little woman on the chair. And when I'm done with Zaya, there will be no one left to take this title off of me. Really? Really, Raquel? Really? Are we forgetting how many women are still left in the division? Are we forgetting one woman in particular who would love another opportunity to take that title off of you? And all of you know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about Ember Moon. Are we forgetting about her? Is she not on your radar at this point? Sorry, but I, I, I really think you're under you're underestimating people again. You're you're thinking that you are the top. You are the big the big bad woman on the very top. Sorry, you're not Shayna Baszler. You're nowhere near close. You're not Asuka. You're nowhere near close. You're not Ember Moon. You're nowhere near close. To go and claim that there is nobody left to fight you in NXT, I ain't to inform you, sweetheart, but there is. And you're doing the same thing that Kylie Ray did in NXT UK. You are basically saying, oh, I'm indestructible. I'm, I'm undefeated. You can't beat me. When you go claiming that, it doesn't end well for you. It doesn't end well for you at all. So you better keep your head on a swivel because I'm promising you there are women in that division that are going to call you out on it. There are women in that division that are going to make sure they get that title off of you one way or another. Bad thing to say. Bad thing to say. So we see Legardo El Fantasma. We know what's been going on with Legardo. They've been, I mean, they've been literally on fire as a blade. I love them. And they're in the ring with two mariachi guys in lucha masks. We were told we were going to get a mariachi celebration from the from, you know, Legardo El Fantasma. And I'm excited. I'm like, ooh, lucha music. Ooh, mariachi band. I like it. A mariachi celebration. Ooh, I can't wait. But Santos comes out and tells us all, I don't need these guys, so please leave. And the guys leave. They leave exactly when Santos tells them to. And he says, I was going to give you fans a taste of the best musical heritage in the world. Mariachi. He says, but I changed my mind. 
I won't lower myself to entertain you fans. I won't vomit music and embarrass myself like that group that calls themselves Hit Row. Uh-oh, did you just call out Hit Row? Now, for those of you who have not known, or some of you have it's been a while since you heard the podcast where the first confrontation Hit Row and Legardo El Fantasma have been literally brutal to each other as of late. Swerve Scott might be biting off more than he could chew going against Lucha Libre. But then again, I like the feud between them. I think it's a great feud. So, this goes back to that feud. This goes back to what we're talking about, that feud. And he says, I proved my worth by becoming North American champion and restoring it with heritage and passion. Well, Hit Row don't like that. They don't like that at all. And I say it's where Scott and his boys come out to prove they don't like it at all. Not at all. And Adonis says, Escobar, you're talking a little bit too spicy. You're just a little too spicy. B-Fab tells him, Legardo is like a mariachi music. Trash. There we go. Disrespecting each other again. Whoa, we're going a little bit too far there, aren't we, guys? And Top Dollar goes on to say he likes Pablo Escobar because he smells like money. Typical Top Dollar. We know how he is. But when he sees Santos Escobar, he smells like crap. Disrespecting Lucha Libre again. Here we go with the disrespect. What the heck? Have you lost your minds? He says, I'm bigger than all of you. I was bigger than all of you when I was in the sixth grade. Seriously. Seriously. Hit row, you're killing me. Swerve interrupts and says, It looks like to me that all of Legardo is the only reason why anytime I have tried to go against you for the cruiserweight title, I lost. Legardo was always there to make the save. He's right. Swerve isn't lying. Mendoza and Wilde were always there to make the save when it became a fight between him and Santos for that title. He's not lying there. He's telling the truth. Not lying. Not sugarcoating it. He says, well, that's fine because it's payback time. And he says, I'm going to make you, Santos, my little, I'm not going to say it's the B word. We're going to leave it at that and go. That's what he tells him. Fired up. Fired up already. Really fired up. Escobar turns around and says, You keep doing nursery rhymes all night, but I'm going to take that title with me back to Mexico. Hit Row doesn't like that. Oh, no, no, no. Hit Row comes down to the ring and starts circling it. Now, remember, you got Top Dollar. You got Isaiah Swerve Scott. You got Adonis. And you got B-Fab. You've got four on three. It can't be good. And one of them, remember, is a lady. So you've even got bigger troubles because she can put a boot right up your butt. That's pretty much what she's going to do if you get in her way. So they're circling the ring. They get up on the apron. Legardo invites them. Come on, come on in. Step inside our ring. Let's go. Come on. That's how they come in. Walla Mendoza rush Top Dollar and Adonis, but they get a beat down. Swerve and Santos trade shots with each other, and Escobar grabs a guitar that's sitting on the ground and is about to hit Swerve with it when B-Fab grabs the guitar. Santos isn't happy. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't grab something from Santos. Swerve drops Santos, grabs the guitar from B-Fab, goes to hit him with it, swings, 
misses. Santos rolls out of the ring. Mendoza rolls out of the ring. Wilde realizes he's in the ring alone with four people. I got to get out while their attention is facing toward my partner's hair. So he tries to sneak out carefully. Nope. Adonis catches him. Drags him back to the middle of the ring. Right below Swerve. Swerve does his little thing. And literally takes the guitar. And when he literally beats it over the breaks and over the back of Wilde's back. Breaks it. This match is going to be incredible when you put these, the, these guys together. It's going to be incredible. And if you put the North American title in it, it's going to be even more fantastic. I can only imagine what this match is going to look like. It's going to be epic. I promise you, it's going to be majorly epic. So then we move on backstage. Again, apparently the Way's arguing. They can't seem to get on the same page here. They're feuding and fighting. And Candace says, look, everything has just been awful lately. We, you, we've lost everything. You've, lo you've lost your opportunity at the NXT title. We've lost our tag belts. Everything's just falling apart. And Indy keeps telling him, Candace, stop being so hard on everybody. You know, we're working hard. We're trying to do what we're supposed to do. And you're not making it easy for us. And she, she's just really trying to get to Candace and get Candace to stop being so hard on not just Gargano and her, but Austin Theory. Because Candace is really laying the boots Austin. She's being really hard on Austin. And Austin just had a grueling match with Kyle O'Reilly. So you can only imagine what Austin's been through. And she's really, just really giving it hard to Austin. And Andy tells him, look, 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 look. Stop, stop, stop being so hard on him. If he wants to kiss Dexter Loomis, he can kiss Dexter Loomis. Lorraine just looks at him and says, Don't make me call therapy. Don't make me call a therapist. Apparently, I Andy didn't realize what she said. And Austin's got that look of, I don't want to kiss Dexter Loomis. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. Huh? What? And Johnny Gar again interrupts him and goes, Guys, 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 stop fighting. Austin offers Johnny a high five, but he ignores it. So it Austin's had enough. He can't deal with it anymore. He can't deal with the yelling. He can't deal with the squabbling. He's had enough. Austin grabs his bags and walks out the door. I tell you guys, this feud, this fighting and arguing, we see the cracks in the foundation of the way literally coming. I mean, the way's coming apart at the seams. They are coming apart at the seams. And it's only a matter of time before what ha whatever happens, it's going to explode. It's going to explode in a dazzling ball of flame. It's only a matter of time. But I gotta admit, the whole thing with Indy Hartwell, that was absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I loved it. Funny. I mean, it's all over social media if you guys have not seen it. Go watch it. It's incredible and it's hilarious. It's as funny as what Roman said on SmackDown. I promise you guys, it really is. It's incredible. And Austin Theory's reaction is absolutely amazing. So then we move on to Samoa Joe, and he's waiting for Cross backstage, and he's pacing back and forth. You can see Joe is steaming. He is mad. He is very mad. Regal walks up to him and says, Cross will be here any moment, so you need to calm down. We need to deal with this peacefully. Joe tells him, I'm going to be the first man to greet Karrion Cross, and when I do, again, he's gonna. I'm going to choke him out. I promise you, I'm going to choke him out. And Regal goes, can we please do it peacefully, Joe? Please, peacefully, please. 
Regal, you're falling on deaf ears when it comes to Samoa Joe. When he sets his sights on someone, you're not going to be able to reason with the man. He's going to do what he wants to do. And I'm sorry. Regal is tooting horns at something that isn't going to work. It's just not going to work. It's not going to happen. So then we move on to the NXT Breakout Tournament. And like I told you guys, go check out this tournament. It's an incredible tournament. You get to see a lot of incredible talent in, you know, doing this. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I promise you guys, you're not going to want to miss this Breakout Tournament. It's fantastic. But the tournament is basically whoever wins the tournament. It's a round of different people. Comes down to two winners. The final winner gets a gets a contract for a title shot at any time, anywhere that they want. <coughs> so this tournament has been going on, and now we have Andrade Chase versus Odyssey Jones. Guys, all I'm going to say about this match is it's absolutely an amazing match. It's incredible to watch. All I'm going to tell you guys, go on social media and look at it. You don't want to miss a breakout tournament because it's amazing. It's an amazing tournament. It's an amazing opportunity for these superstars to get a shot at the NXT title. It really is incredible. Well, we've seen a lot of other superstars in previous breakout tournaments you know, shine and end up being on NXT. It's, it's incredible. I promise you guys, it's absolutely incredible. You're going to love it. But like I said, the match was great. Odyssey Jones did advance. It's a great match. You really don't want to miss the breakout tournament. I promise you. MSK, they're in the back and they're being interviewed. Wesley says, we're riding on a wave of momentum right now. MSK is doing fantastic. I'm not saying they aren't. They're doing great. They're absolutely fantastic. And Nash goes, we're willing to take on any challengers that come our way. We don't care who it is. We'll take them on. And Mackenzie says, we still don't know what MSK stands for. Well, they're getting ready to tell everybody what MSK stands for when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Imperium appears on the little screen behind them because they're standing in front of the screen. And Imperium says this entire tag team division is on notice. They're also immature. Immature. Absolutely immature. They, they don't understand what, what it means by the mat being sacred. They don't understand this. He says, we're here to restore honor to this division. We're here to get the tag team titles back. That's what we're here for. And the screen goes black. Cuts back to MSK. And MSK just looks at McKenzie and goes, that's what MSK stands for. It's going to be interesting to see Imperium versus MSK. When Imperium stands up to a team like MSK, you can only imagine that match is going to be incredible. It's going to be absolutely incredible matchup. And I'm looking forward to see if, one, Imperium can get those tag titles back, and two, if they can beat MSK. I just don't think they can. Yeah, I, I mean, I really don't. I don't think they they can. I just don't. But then again, I could be fooled. I've been fooled before. Won't be surprised if I get fooled again. Well, Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan are in the back, and they're cutting a promo. And they're talking about how Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa have kind of been in their faces lately, and they've about had enough. They're done. Who did not see Toothless Timmy, and as everyone likes to call him, Daddy, actually coming to give Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunne a run for their money? 
Pinkton and Oni Lore can keep getting involved in their matches, so why not? A turnabout's fair play. All is fair and love and war, guys. We knew this was going to happen, but of course, Pete Dunn and Oni Lorcan ain't happy about it. And they basically lay out a challenge for Thatcher and Champa for a scrap next week to prove who the toughest really is. A scrap, huh? Well, this could get very interesting. It could get very interesting because I'm telling you, this is not going to be a match of the faint of heart. It's going to be pretty nasty. So, we all know what Thatcher and Champa are capable of. We know what the black heart can do. We know what he can do. So, I'm telling you right now, Dunn, you might have bit off more than you could chew. Oni, you might have bit off more than you could chew. Be careful who you ask for and be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And it's not going to be pretty for y'all, I promise you. So we get L.A. Knight versus Drake Maverick, and of course Cameron Grimes comes out with him. This is an incredible match, guys. I will honestly say it's a great match, and it really showcases what these two boys, these two competitors can do. Drake Maverick, incredible in-ring performer. He needs to get more credit than what he's getting, and I feel sorry for Maverick because Maverick's great. He really is. <coughs> Excuse me. He's really great. He really is. L.A. Knight, still not on board with him yet. I just can't seem to get past it. I can't. I don't know what it is. That makes me hinder, but I don't like him. I just don't like him. It's something about him that just runs me the wrong way, and I just can't get on board with him. You guys might like him. I don't. That's my opinion on it. But it's a great match. Of course, Drake Maverick does win that match. Shout out to Maverick for beating L.A. Knight. That dang time, someone else beat L.A. Knight. After the match, Maverick's celebrating in the ring. And Cameron is so happy that Maverick got this win. He's very happy that he got this win. And he comes into the ring and he's kind of celebrating with him. Well, out of the blue, Knight attacks Maverick and in the corner. And Cameron's trying to get him off of him. Cameron manages to get him pulled off and throws him away. And says, hey, 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 hey. Trying to get between him because... L.A. Knight's a sore loser. He can't stand losing a match. Especially someone like Drake Maverick. He just can't stand it. And Knight tells Grimes, You're my butler. You do what I tell you to do. You don't go against me. You do what I tell you to do. And I want you right now to continue the assault <clears throat> on Drake Maverick. Cameron's shocked. He doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to hurt Drake. Drake didn't do anything wrong. And he tells him no. Giz rolls out of the ring and walks out, heads up toward the entrance ramp, up the side. L.A. Knight ain't having it. L.A. Knight goes out there, rolls out of the ring, goes up the ramp, grabs Cameron by his hair, and drags him back down to the ring. Throws him in front of Drake Maverick and says, You will do what I say, and I say, finish it now. Cameron's upset. He's very upset. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want to do it. And he's not happy. Knight picks up Drake Maverick and holds him in front of Cameron and goes, Do it. Do it. Do what I say. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Cameron has no choice, so he hits Maverick in the face. Knight's laughing and smiling and happy. Cameron is devastated. I don't like this. I don't like... This makes me not like L.A. Knight even more. It makes me want L.A. Knight to get his comeuppance. It makes me want him to get, you know, a butt whooping like he ain't ever got one before. And I really see that it's going to come. It's just when it's going to come and who's going to take him out. I don't know. I don't like it. And this right here just added to me not liking L.A. Knight at all. 
It really does. It really showcases what kind of a person L.A. Knight really is and how I really don't like it. You guys may differ, differ, disagree, but I don't. Well, we see Karrion Cross's car arrive backstage. And Samoa Joe storms out. Cross is here. I'm going to get him. Let's go. He literally opens the door, walks out, and grabs a hold of the door. And it's almost like he rips the door off this car. He doesn't, but it looks like he does. Grabs the driver and rips him out of the car, ready to beat Karrion Cross right there. But he realizes it's not Cross. It's someone else. And he goes, where's Cross? Where is Cross? Why are you in his car? Where's Cross? And the guy in the car says, uh, Joe, Cross told me to park the car around back. He's already in the. He's already inside the arena. He's already here. He's already in the performance center. Joe is mad, drops the driver, and walks off to go find Carrion. Telling you guys, this is getting ugly. This is getting nasty. It's not going to turn out well for one or the other. Carrion might have bit off more than he could chew when it comes to someone with Joe. I'm just saying he might have. So we move on to the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai versus Zia Lee. Zia Lee comes out alone. No Mi Ying, no Boa. She comes out to prove that she can do this fight on her own. And she comes out. It's a really, really good match. It really is. And Zia Lee really showcases how far she's come from being that person in the you know, May Young Classic to the person she is now. She really showcases what she can do. But halfway through the match, uh, she gets in. We believe she gets injured. And the ref has to halt the match to make sure she's okay. The ref stops the match, calls the medical team down there, gets them to check Zia Lee out, make sure she's all right. Raquel Gonzalez can obviously tell something's wrong. You can see it. You know something's wrong. Zaya tells him, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm okay, I'm okay. Let me finish the match. You know, let, just, let, me, you know, let me finish the match. They quickly end the match immediately. I mean, as fast as they can. Raquel pins Zia Lee. It's over. You see the rest throw up the X, which we all know the X means medical injury. That's it. We know. We don't exactly know what happened to Zaya. I'm hoping Zaya's okay. I'm hoping, you know, because you can obviously tell even Dakota Kai knew something was wrong. So, you know, when you get a match that quickly, it can't be good. It can't be good at all. And I'm hoping Zaya's okay because I really like Zaya where Zaya is right now. And it really upset me to see Zaya Lee go out like this. But Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, after the match is over, they're standing at the top of the ramp celebrating when all of a sudden Samoa Joe walks right past them. I mean, right past them, straight down to the ring. Doesn't even acknowledge him, keeps going. He gets out of the ring and he calls out Cross. He says, you just never learn, do you, Cross? All of a sudden, Cross appears across the screen on the Titan Tron for Joe to see. He goes, hey, Joe, Joe, up here, Joe, look. Joe looks up and he says, Joe, this isn't the same NXT that you left a long time ago. This is my NXT. I'm the champ. And I can do whatever. I can hurt whoever. I can do whatever I want on NXT. All of a sudden, Cross grabs the camera that he's holding and pins, pans it down. And we see William Regal on the ground Literally looks like he's been battered and bruised by a carrion cross. Underneath carrion. 
Joe is livid, and you can see it. He's gone in a second. Up the ramp, out the back. Cameras are trying to follow him, trying to keep up with him. They're trying to find him. They get outside. Literally, he gets right outside, almost gets ready to get him. Cross is standing there waiting for him. Casually walks back to get in his car. As lightning and thunder hit the sky, he gets in his car and drives off. And at the very end of NXT, we hear Joe screaming Carrion's name. And that's how NXT ends. Tell me, you guys, this fight between Joe and Carrion is going to get nasty. Really nasty. Could we see Samoa Joe come back to the ring and win the NXT title? Yes, we could. Could we see Samoa Joe get put to sleep by Carrion Cross on a cross jacket? Yes, we could. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes because we know there is a takeover coming up. And we know there's one coming, so it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Now we move on to NXT UK for 722. NXT UK starts with the assistant general manager, Sid Scalin. He comes out to make a big announcement, guys. A huge, huge announcement that you just can't miss. So it's going to have you sitting on the edge of your seat when I make this. He says, after some consideration, William Regal, Triple H, Shawn Michaels have discussed a situation with the general manager of NXT, Johnny Saint. Walter will be cleared by the time of SummerSlam to defend his NXT title, his NXT UK title. So, on August 22nd at NXT TakeOver 30, we are going to see Walter versus Ivan Dragunov for the NXT UK title. Guys, this is huge. Absolutely huge. Because the last time we saw Walter and Dragunov go at it, Dragunov almost took that title off Walter. Keep in mind, Walter's had this thing for over 800 and something days. He has had it that long. So it's only a matter of time before the right person comes along to take that title off of him. And I'm telling you, this match at TakeOver is going to be nasty. I mean nasty. And could we see Walter finally be dethroned as NXT UK Champion by Ivan Dragunov? Could we see it? Could it really happen this time? It's a highly possibility. Need to pay attention. But again, it's on August 22nd, week of SummerSlam. NXT TakeOver, Walter versus Ivan Dragunov for the NXT UK title. You do not want to miss it, guys. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be incredible, I promise. But I'll have it on here if you did. Semibiosis, which is Eddie Dennis, Primate, and Tebow. We know what's been going on with Semibiosis and Mustache Mountain. We know what's been going on with them for a while. So we're kind of expecting what after what happened when Eddie Dennis had a fight with Trent Seven, last week and Tyler Bate come out to defend his defend his mentor and friend and his tag team partner we knew that this was going to happen we knew that this clash was eventually going to happen and so they want a rematch semibiosis versus mustache mountain at NXT UK they want this rematch between mustache mountain if you've not seen the first fight they had you need to go watch it it is grueling it is nasty it's a great match between two great tag teams. You're going to love it. It's a really good match. I'm looking forward to seeing what Mustache Mountain can do against the Bios this time that they didn't do last time. 
It's going to be an incredible match. I promise you, it really will be. Then we get Nina Samuels versus Laura DeMonte. It's a great match, guys. Great women's division match. Love it. Love that they're, you know, that the, these two girls are showcasing what the NXT UK women's division is all about. It's an incredible match. Go check it out on social media. It's great. Of course, it does end with Nia Samuels winning that match. But it's an incredible match. It really is. It's an incredible match, and you really need to go check it out. So we see TMN and Rohan Rajiv. Now, like I told you guys, I don't know what is going on with Rohan Rajiv. I don't quite understand why he joined TMN. I don't understand it. I'm kind of hoping that maybe he's toying with TMN, trying to trick him. Because TMN is the reason at his debut that we lost him for six months. He's the reason that we didn't have Rohan Raju. He took Rohan Raju out by breaking his arm. We know this. We know this happened. So for him to decide that the man who hurt him makes no sense to me. But apparently they've got this little tag team going on. And I don't know what it is. But of course we saw them beat Oliver, you know, Oliver Carter and them last week. So we focus on to TMN and Rohan Raju. And they're making... It clear that their partnership is focused on two core values. Respect and family. And that any tag team that gets in their way, they're going to take them out. I'm not quite sure about this tag team. I'm trying to feel it out. I know how Rohan is. He doesn't exactly take anything lying down when you hurt. When you mess with him or you hurt him, he's not going to let you off easy. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe this is a setup. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. It's going to be interesting to see what tag team they take on next. We'll have to wait and find out. Zaya Brookside is doing an interview in the back when she gets interrupted by Blair Davenport. Oh, here we go again with Blair Davenport. And she says the only reason people know Zaya Brookside's name is because of her father, Robbie Brookside. How could you disrespect someone like that? Don't disrespect a lady like that. That's not, that's not, no, 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 no. That don't fly. Davenport believes her creditability in the ring has brought her more popularity than Zaya. Really? Zaya Brookside gets a lot more pops than you do, Blair. I've watched it. I know she does. Zaya Brookside is incredible. You've had what Blair Blair Davenport's had one match. One match. She can't go claiming that she's good based off one match. One match does not give you credibility. One match only gives people a taste of what you can do. I'm not saying that Blair isn't good. She is. But I'm saying you can't base it off one match to being better than Zaya. Zaya has been wrestling in NXT UK for a very long time. She has more credibility under her belt than you do. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel about it. You guys may, be, may think differently. But in my opinion, one match does not make you better than someone else. It just doesn't. You've had one match. That's it. We get, I told you guys last week we were going to get the Supernova Sessions. We get the Supernova Sessions with Noem Dar. And his guests are Jenny and Joseph Connors. And they're, you know, they're talking about, you know, their high lifestyle and how they're better than everybody else and how they're popular than everybody else and how they're just great and wonderful. Yada, yada, yada. Ugh, the fashionista needs to shush. Joseph Connors needs to shush. You're not better than everybody else. You're not that dang good, and I'm tired of hearing it. But they're talking about it, and they, they, uh, they don't mingle with the lower class, and blah, 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 the usual yada, yada, yada. Well, Jenny decides in the middle of the Supernova Sessions to call out Eva Valkyrie. And she tells her that she will be the one to destroy Valkyrie 
when they get in the ring together. Really? Really, Jenny? You seem to think so, huh? Because the last time I checked, Ava Valkyrie has three wins on you. I do believe she does. And you only have one, and that was by cheating, and you injured her. So I would say you're not even yet. And I would say you're not going to beat her. You're good, Jenny. You are. No, no, no disputing that Jenny isn't good. She is. But Ava Valkyrie is a lot better than Jenny. That girl has got some power. She's got some fire. And she's got some fight. And I'm sorry. Jenny's going to get her butt whooped again. Stepping into the ring with her. I mean, this girl's come back with a fire in her that you've not seen before. And it's not going to be pretty when Jenny and her face off. It's just not going to be. I'm sorry to say that, Jenny, but it won't be. So we see, like I told you guys, we've been wondering what's been going on with Joe Coffee and Rampage Brown. We've been wondering where these two are. What happened? You know, they had that incredible match with Ivan Dragunov, and then they just kind of fell off the face of the world. Where have they been? What's going on? Well, we finally see Rampage Brown. And he's getting ready. Apparently, next week, he has an highly anticipated second, third clash with Joe Coffey. How many times do these boys have to have a fight before they finally realize that both are on the same... It's a draw here. They're both on the same page. Put a tag team together. Y'all would be incredible together. How many times do they have to have a fight? It boggles the mind that they're fighting this much. I mean, I'm happy to see... Rampage Brown, and I'm happy to see Joe Coffey, but I think they'd be better together as a tag team than against each other. I think they would dominate the tag team division the same as Gallus did. I really think they would. I don't know what the problem is with these two wanting to fight each other instead of fighting together. I mean, they did incredible against Ivan Dragunov. They did great. It was a fantastic match. Granted, Ivan won that one, but it was still good. I just don't know what's going on with Rampage. I really don't. And I don't know, really know what's going on with Joe, Joe Coffey. I mean, he's part of Gallus. The sky's the limit as to what's going to happen with him. I mean, heck, they could recruit Rampage Brown into Gallus, and we would have a super team. I mean, come on, guys. What's going on here? Don't know. So then we move on to Joseph Connors, and, of course, Jenny comes out with him versus Tristan Archer. This match is an incredible match. It really, really is. It showcases what? Tristan makes it very hard for Joseph to keep up. Joseph is a great in-ring competitor. I will say that wholeheartedly and honestly. He is a great in-ring performer. The problem is he had a hard time keeping up with Tristan Archer. He really showed what he could do. He showcased why he's one of the best in NXT UK right now. He did an incredible job. It was a great match. Of course, Joseph Connors did win that match, but it wasn't an easy win. It was a very hard-fought win to beat Tristan. I see Tristan going a long ways. I see him doing a lot of great things in NXT UK. I see it. He's fantastic. Go look him up. He's amazing. But after the match, Ava Valkyrie comes out. After the comments, Jenny has been saying. Jenny, of course, is still standing there celebrating with Justin. Has no idea she's there. Doesn't even see her. And she's kind of lurking around behind her, you know, doing that sneaky lurk. And she comes up as Jenny's backing up the ramp and steps in front of Jenny. Well, Jenny turns around and sees her. Kind of spooks Jenny a little bit. She's kind of taken back by it seeing Ava standing here. Valkyrie just kind of smiles at her and kind of does, pulls this feather out and kind of does like that and hands her the feather. 
indicating I'm ready for a fight with you anytime, any place, anywhere, you name it, it's on. I'm excited about this. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Jenny and Ava Valkyrie. Like I told you guys, this girl is going to destroy Jenny. There is no answers, but the fashionista has bit off more than she could chew. She's used to the old Valkyrie that she faced way back when, before she was injured. This is a different woman. This is a different competitor. You've got a big problem and you've literally backed yourself into a corner that you may not be able to come out swinging on. Just saying. It's not going to be pretty. Well, we see Jordan Devlin in the back and he's leaving Sid's office and he's just been informed that A-Kid wants a 30 minute, 30 minute man, Iron Man match against him. Jordan Devlin's not happy. Oh, he's not happy. You can see he's not happy. Yeah, I beat, I beat A-Kid. I don't want to do this again. And of course he tells everybody, well, A-Kid's an idiot. I promise you, I'm going to get the job done once and for all. Once A-Kid is medically cleared to return. A-Kid wants a 30-minute 30 30 man iron match. That's going to be a heck of a 30-minute iron match. If you've not seen iron matches, you've not seen any, I'm going to bring you one right now that you might want to go look at so you understand. I'm talking about TJP's and Josh Alexander's from Impact. It's an incredible you know, Iron Man match. There are bunches of good ones in you know, WWE. Go look them up. They are the Iron Man matches are grueling. And they are nasty. And I can only imagine what A-Kid's got in store for Jordan Devlin. I can only imagine what he has in store for him. I mean, the former Heritage Cup winner, I can only imagine. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get really, really ugly. Well, we see David Mastiff and Jake Star Jack Stars in the back. And they're having a little chat. They've been having a chat lately, and I'm not sure what Dave Mastiff is up to with Jack Stars, but okay. And Stars wants Mastiff to know that he looks to him as a, you know an inspirational influence in his career. And Mastiff is very happy about it. I'm kind of curious as to what's going on with Mastiff because I don't see David Mastiff, you know, teaming up with anybody. He, you know, he's a lone wolf. He does things on his own. I just didn't, you know, I more saw him teaming up with Gallus than I saw him teaming up with Jack, Jack Stars. Like I said, then again, he could be giving Jack Stars, you know, pointers, tips, trying to help him out with his career. I'm happy for that. I'm all for that. But I still want to know, know a little bit more context. I want a little bit more details as to what's going on between these two. Because this, 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 this half telling us doesn't add up to me and doesn't make sense to me. And that's all I'm saying about it. It just doesn't. So, Mustache Mountain, they're backstage, and they heard about the call-out from Semibiosis. And, of course, Tyler Bate responds, and he says, Oh, we're ready to end you guys. Oh, we're ready to end this once and for all next week. You want this fight? It's on. So, next week, we're going to see Semibiosis versus Mustache Mountain Part 2. This is going to be an incredible match, guys. This is going to be my one to watch. You need to see this match because it's going to be a really good one. I promise you, it'll be a fantastic match. So then we move on to the main event. The NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Pretty Deadly versus Subcultures Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. And Dana Luna is out there with them. I've been waiting for this match all week. I've been waiting. I love Pretty Deadly and I love Subculture. So to see these two go at each other... 
It's going to be incredible. And to see Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster go after these two, it's, it's going to be fantastic. It's an amazing match, guys. Absolutely incredible. Subculture really puts it to pretty deadly. I'm a pretty deadly fan. I love these guys. But I also love Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. These guys really show what why they why they deserve to be you know tag team champions again. They really showcase it. They show that they didn't deserve to have you know, to lose them the way they lost them. They really showcase what they can do, and they really give pretty deadly a run for their money. Of course, Hallie does something that really he shouldn't have done. He gets out there. Of course, we all know Dana Luna's on the outside. And Dana Luna pushes him back, you know, trying to tell him, you know, look, 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 you know, stay out of my face. Don't get my way. Please don't mess with Dana Luna. She's not very nice when you're when she's angry. And he thinks it's funny, so he blows her a kiss. Not knowing that Mark Andrews is directly behind him. And Mark Andrews literally cleans his clock. He knocks him out. Literally. It is a, I mean, this match is incredible. You need to go on social media and check out this match. This is a fantastic example of two good tag teams going for gold, and it's a fantastic match. Of course, it does end, sadly, with Pretty Deadly retaining. But I don't think this is the end between Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews versus Pretty Deadly. I don't think this is the end. I can only imagine what possibly could happen in the rest of this match. Or what could possibly happen, you know, further down the line. Could we see Subculture get the titles back? Yes, we could. Could we see them take them off pretty deadly? Likely. But it's it's up in the air as to exactly what's going to happen. And we're just going to have to sit back at NXT UK and see what happens. Okay, guys, again, I want to thank you all so much for listening. Because without you guys, there would be no me. And I deeply appreciate, you know... All the shout-outs you guys have been giving me, I, I love it. I appreciate it. Much love received. I thank you so much. Tell your friends about it. Get on social media. Let them know about this podcast. Let everyone know. Shout it from the rooftop. Skyride it. Whatever you have to do to get the word out about In the Ring with Brandy. Because I would love, love, love to hear from other people. Love to hear their comments, their thoughts. I would love to hear it. Get on my social media. Follow me on my social media. On my Facebook. On my Twitter. At Wrestling Nights. Nights ending with a Z. And on my Instagram. At In the Ring with Brandy. Go. Go, go say whatever you want. Talk about whatever you want to write. It doesn't have to be wrestling if you don't want to. You can tell me what you think about the show. You can tell me what you think I should add to the show. Whatever you guys want to talk about. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to hear your opinions. And I promise you I'll respond back. I promise you I will respond back. Again, thank you guys so, so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time with more In the Ring action. Have a wonderful night.